Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you for listening. Great. So yeah, I'm Steve. This is Greg. Uh, we're going to be doing it, but Andrew is one of the leadership teams. Just going to kick us off with some prayer. Uh, so over to you, Andrew. Okay. All right. Um, let's pray. Yes, Father God, we thank you for um, providing us with everything that we need, Lord, in the city um, and as a church, Lord. Uh, we thank you for and every member of this church, every people who come and um, give and serve, and uh, let this evening be a time where we can reflect at your goodness and faithfulness in our, in our lives in our church. And I just pray that uh, as we look forward to the next six months or ahead, Lord, that our, our hearts will be aligned with yours and what our vision for the city would be. Uh, and we just want to be faithful, Father, with what you've given us and help us to do so today in a wise manner. And we praise on Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Great. Well, thanks for coming. Uh, there'll be time for questions, and then Greg and I can hang around after if there's questions that don't um, get asked that you wanted to ask. Um, so uh, what's our hope for this time? Uh, four things, update you where we are since our AGM in February. That was a suggestion, as I said, in the service from uh, one of these meetings to have a sort of six-month review. We want to ensure transparency and accountability. That's a very key principle in Scripture when it comes to finances and decision-making in the church. Uh, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 8, we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. Uh, we want to create an opportunity for ownership and belonging when people know what the situation is, it creates ownership and belonging, uh, which is important that everyone has a part to play. And this is not, um, we are, you know, what we're thinking about with this belong. We all belong, and therefore we all take ownership of the church. And finally, it can fuel prayer as we think about our vision, our strategy, what God is doing, and our finances. This isn't a, a human initiative. This is God's divine church that we get to participate in, so it requires prayer. So that's our sort of hope for this time uh, and why we're doing it. In terms of the plan, uh, a good old agenda. You can't have one of these about an agenda, can you? So we're going to review the big picture of, and vision of the church. Uh, just briefly think about our current strategy that we had a 2020 to 2023 strategy and the key decisions. Review finances, which Greg will do, and then we'll finish with some, some prayer. So the big picture. I use this analogy every time because I just can't think of a better one and there doesn't need to be a better one. Uh, when it comes to vision and finance and decisions, uh, we, I think of the church like a trellis and a vine. Uh, the trellis is the structure, the vine is the living organism. And church should be an organized organism. Organization matters, but the trellis, the structure which supports a vine, is not what the church is about. The church is about the, what is the vine, the people of God being renewed in the word of God by the spirit of God. So we want to put the right structures in place that mean the vine, the life of God amongst us, the people of God, being filled with the Spirit of God, being changed by the Word of God, as we, God willing, grow and bear fruit and see others join us. So the trellis and the vine, and we want to make sure all our money and decisions go on the vine and the appropriate structures that enable the vine to grow. But we're not here to prop up trellises, just for the sake of it. And that's really key always. Um, so then what is our vision? What is our vine that we're asking God to bless and become fruitful? Um, Oh, yeah, so there we go. The trellis and the vine. Vision and finances focus on people and the gospel. That's the vine. And therefore structures the trellis that support those two aims. 
people and the gospel. So the vision uh, stays the same. And we, we might change the way we explain it, but it's pretty straightforward for us, isn't it? To make a positive impact in the city of Dublin in three ways. Spiritually, we long to see the lost saved or the lost found and uh, those that are in the kingdom of darkness move to the kingdom of light um, and those that are enslaved set free and, and all those things. So we want to spiritually proclaim the gospel that people might come to know Jesus. Socially, we want to love the least, the lost, and the last and make sure we're caring for those that are more disadvantaged uh, through acts of mercy and uh, justice. And then culturally, we want to be God's ambassadors uh, in the city, being salt and light, as we've thought about today, impacting the city with the values of God's kingdom in our workplaces, in our homes, in our sports teams, in our communities, everywhere we go, trying to make that difference in the community. Our values, they stay the same. We have four mission. We believe and follow a missionary God and therefore as he sends his son into the world to seek and save the lost, he then at the end of John's gospel sends us and breathes on us that we might be a sent people. So mission informs everything we do and that's key when it comes to decision making because what we don't want to do in decisions is go what do I want? We want to say what is the best for the gospel for the sake of mission? And so decisions in the church get made with these values. Discipleship, which means building our lives more and more on Christ and his word that we might be, be formed into the likeness of Christ increasingly. Community, that this would be a loving and genuine family of believers that care for one another. And leadership, that idea of raising up people so we can multiply and become a training and sending and church planting church. But that issue that these vis- the vision of values means when we make decisions, it's not based so much on personal preference, but how best we can fulfill our vision and act in line with those values. Now, in 2020, we started outlining some strategic plans just in our wisdom. Uh, COVID taught us to really hold that lightly, didn't it, our plans? <laughs> but uh, I think actually God has brought us through COVID and, and, and the same things will still apply. So the first thing we talked about is at some point we want to do another congregational plant, most likely a morning service. So I have three M's. Morning service when we have a clear mission and enough momentum. The survey came back from you guys and other people absolutely clear that a morning service would be a blessing to the church. Uh, 70% said if they had to choose between 10.30 and 4.30, they'd go with the 10.30. So there's a desire for a morning service, but I think to grow in being a family church and reaching families, mornings are going to be key. So morning is the first time. Mission, we don't want to do another church service just because, you know, we've got enough people. We want to do it for the sake of reaching people. And so we need to just clarify that in the coming months. And then momentum coming out of COVID, where are we going to be? And it seems like we have good momentum. So I think there's a good chance we'll do that in 2022, God willing, another church uh, congregation. Secondly, a social justice ministry or partnership. And we were really moving forward, and uh, Rebecca and Andrew are helping me, with uh, an organization called The Lighthouse and Dublin Christian Mission, which is still positive, but they had some big leadership changes on their side. So it sort of put back all our... We were about to go in and do regular work with the homeless and regular work in their communities this term, and uh, the leadership changed there. So we're just seeing where that all ends up, but there's still a good relationship there, and Anto and Leanne, who are part of the church, work for them. I'm meeting with the guys again on Friday. And then Christians Against Poverty, CAP, have given us a sort of thumbs up for a CAP island, and I'm part of a you know, not, not quite city church-owned, an inter-church, um, multi-denomination steering group that are looking to bring CAP to Ireland for the first time, which is a debt counselling with the Christian witness 
into all of Ireland, not just Dublin. So again, there's two things there that are maybe moving forward, but not as quickly as we might like, but that's okay. God's in charge with that. Um, and then invest in people, which has always been where we try to put our money. So training leaders, multiplying ministries, becoming a church-planting church. Um, so that's always been, yeah, staff, interns, apprentices, those kind of things. Um, now, there's two more updates. So that's going to stay the same. So God willing, keep praying for that. And uh, number two particularly seems to have just had a little bit of a pause, but we, it's part of our values and, and God will lead us. Uh, or not a pause, just it's, it's not moved forward as quick as we'd hoped. Two updates. Rebecca Sharp is coming on as kids worker as of, I think, today. Uh, ten hours. Ten hours. Uh, it says ten hours a week. It's ten hours a month. Excuse me for the PowerPoint. Ten hours a month. Uh, ten hours a month. It's basically helping with the week-to-week running of the, uh, the treehouse and the den. Uh, Tim Gaston is going to stay overseeing the den from a leadership team perspective and Ola Natatono from the treehouse perspective. So they're going to work very closely with Rebecca, but Rebecca's going to come and make sure the logistics and just the running of it and take some of the weight there, which we're delighted about. Uh, and secondly, there's this whole thing we're going to look at in, in Belong about what does it mean to reach all of Dublin? And Dublin is a tale of two cities. And like every major city in the world, you have the transient city and the long-term residents. Uh, the transient city come for university, come for jobs, and it's not really their home, and they come and invest for a little bit and then go, and, that, and we want to be a church that continues to reach the transient residents. But increasingly, we want to also think about what does it mean a church to meet the long-term residents who've built a life here for the long term? And what does it mean for us to do that too? Uh, to ignore one or to miss out on one is to miss out the reality of saying we're a church for Dublin. As a church, we're seven years old as of uh, next week. And there you go. Uh, 14th of October is when we launched, 2014. Um, so in the first seven years, I think God's blessed us in help reaching the transient city. And we want to keep doing well at that. But we want to now increasingly also reach the long-term residents and think about what it means for us to play our part in that. So that's just an update which we'll be speaking about and equipping and envisioning more to reach both cities. So the finance team, uh, that's our vision, our strategy, the trellis and the vine, and a kind of update. Uh, the finance team, we have three. We have Greg, who leads us with his champion skills and great good looks and new daughter, Aoife. Uh, we have Ola, uh, I've got to say, with champion looks, and, you know, no, anyway, they're all, they're all, they're all good looking, they're all good looking, okay, I shouldn't have said that about Greg, because then it means, anyway, don't matter, and then Vanessa, who's also wonderfully looking, so there we go, the four of them, the three of them, but we are looking for a fourth member, so if any of you are gifted in finance and have got a background in this, it'd be great to have a fourth member, um, Greg, Ola, and Vanessa are the only people who know who gives to the church, and Tim, Margaret, and Chloe, who are the uh, trustees, know the staff wages and the overall giving, but not the people. So we are looking to get a fourth person. The trustees are these wonderfully handsome and good-looking people. Tim, Chloe, Greg, and Margaret. So last time we shared, uh, we wanted a fourth, and Margaret's come on board, so we're grateful for her expertise and passion in this area. And we're still looking for a fifth member, particularly people that have experience of being a trustee. You know, it's a unique thing, I guess, and, and a bit of passion. Um, so Tim, for example, has been doing it for six years. He's a faithful servant, but, uh, you know, it's good to have other people joining as well. So, uh, um, yeah, if it's, it's for you, let us know. So there we go. I was on time, Greg. It's over to you, my friend. Great, thank you. Um, just to say, if you're good at Excel, that's far more important than being good looking. So oh. just pointing that out there. The humor's here. The humor's here. <laughs> thank you. And I'll just click on here. Okay, so 
this is what we set out at the start of the year. So back, at the, kind of the back end of 2020, we agreed this and, and showed you in February of this year. This is the budget of the, the income and the expenditure for the year. So the, the big numbers were 208,000 euro was what we expected in terms of income, okay? And that's split in a few areas. The main one will be regular donations. So, you know, people that are giving, say, every week or every month will come under that. We also get some one-off donations. Um, you can see we put 15,000 euro in for that. Uh, we get tax relief, which is fantastic for people who are taxpayers. You know, you fill a form in uh, and, you know, we get tax relief from the government, which is fantastic and such a blessing and helps us so much. So that's really good. Um, and, yeah, well, that takes us to around 208k. Uh, the expenditure, um, we were looking at 157k expenditure for the year, which was up from 114k in the budget the previous year. So we expected income, income to go up and we expected ex expenditure to go up as well. So good for, for a growing church. So th that's the, I guess, the headline news. And as you can see, income is ahead of expenditure, which is always a, a good sign. I mean, if we're the other way, then uh, that's definitely a, a different story I'll be talking about today. Okay, so where are we now? Um, this is at the end of August. Um, you can see the income expenditure. So if you can, you see in the budget there, we had 149K, uh, we expected an income, 83k in expenditure, so we expect us to be quite a way ahead. The good news is we are ahead, so the income is ahead of expenditure, which is great. Um, the income is down on what we expected. A um, couple of reasons for that. Uh, some people have moved away. We've had quite a few people with COVID have kind of gone back home or, or moved countries or, you know, just, just left the church for whatever reason. So, so that brought the income down. Um, and also a few other reasons we've had, you know, people join the church was fantastic. Um, but might not have signed up, you know, or kind of committed to, to giving in that way. Um, or, and the number one reason it's the same in every church is people just forget or never get around to it. And I think in person, you, you probably think, oh, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. And there's forms there, et cetera, and people do do it. Um, but I think online, it's much easier just, you just, you know, you just don't remember, you go back to your daily life, et cetera. Um, so that is the biggest reason that people not, you know, giving. So please talk to me. It's on the website, but if it's not clear, just talk to me, and it's very easy to do as well. So that's probably, we are lower income than expected, um, but expenditure's also lower, so that's good. I mean, the, the rent we pay here, we didn't have to with, you know, it was much lower rate the first few months of the year with, with COVID. We, we couldn't come in here, um, and obviously we didn't, you know, for example, have a kids worker for the first few months as well, so we have had savings, not as much refreshments, etc., so, you know, things like that means there has been a saving. So, slightly disappointing income's not where we thought it would be, but the good news is the income's still way ahead of the expenditure, so we are growing as a church. So it is a positive message, just not quite where we expected, um, where we thought. Um, yeah, and then another update is, well, you, you know this anyway, but um, Steve obviously came on board, so I think for two or three years, I remember when I did the budget, I think a couple of, two or three years ago, and I, we were thinking of bringing on Steve on board and we thought oh, that would be nice but it was a bit of a pipe dream you know with the finances it was like that would be good but realistically is that going to happen um the great news is you know steve's on board one day a week now um, which is fantastic that we can pay him because as you know steve and obviously leanne as well they do so much work for the church and haven't been paid for it in the past so at least we can pay steve for one day a week and the ambition is to move that up you know to two three days and then full time as we keep growing as a church so we want to be in a space where, you know, we can afford that. Um, and something I looked at two or three years ago, which looked ridiculous, now looks realistic. So that's really encouraging. We thank God for that. And, 
you know, we have been so fortunate, as I said, with Stephen Leanne especially for, for all the work they put in um, to this church. Okay, so this is the number of givers. So you can see it's been, it's been a really good picture the last few years. So I think it really gives you an idea of your core in your church. You know, if you've kind of people who are kind of regular givers, um, you know, really are connected to the church. So, you know, some people could be a couple or a family and they just give once. So this is not 22 people at the top. It's 22, pe- you know, members, I guess. Um, and that moved up every year, 25. Then we had a couple of big increases. Fantastic, 34 to 44. And this year, we, as I mentioned, we've just, you know, people have left. A few people have left. Some people have joined, but maybe people haven't got around to, to giving yet who have joined the church. So we're still at a very healthy 42, just hence why the income just isn't as high as we expected, um, because we were targeting, you know, in probably just over 50 for this year in terms of regular givers. So we're just a little bit below, but um, in, in a decent position there. So... Where has the money gone so far? Um, as you can see, two-thirds of it has gone to staffing, um, which is good. That is always the aim, is, is that you know, a majority of the income will go to staffing because you know, we want to invest in people, we want to train up people. But that also means we can do more in the city, okay? So we can do more in outreach, we can do more in terms of you know, educating people, discipling, etc. So that's really important that we invest in the staff and we don't kind of scrimp because it's important you know, that people you know, enjoying working for the church and are rewarded fairly. So that, that is the aim of that. So, so that's good news. Giving 10%, last year we actually gave more than 10% of our income, but we say as a minimum 10%, that's what we budget for. And um, we give it away to a, a numerous number of charities um, and individuals, which is fantastic. And it's always the best bit to, to see where all that money goes and, and who we help. So as a minimum 10%. Um, support is the boring stuff, but the important stuff. So things like insurance or the systems we use, the bank and you know things like that and all the impo- really important safeguarding courses as well that that members go on so uh, that's eight percent then we have the Sunday gatherings everything from the food the speakers refreshments and especially this year the visuals and the streaming so being able to have it online and have better equipment um, and thanks to uh, Vanessa who, you know who goes away and does all the research I have no idea what we're approving but it seems to work and we get really good <laughs> church service so thank you for that um, and rent as well for this building I mean we're very lucky to have a place where we can meet every Sunday in the middle of Dublin um, as you know not a cheap city so it's really great and you know to have parking and have a, have a good venue here um, is, is fantastic I mean I've been churches in the past where you have to set up and down every week and you don't have the building like you only have it like 30 weeks a year which is a nightmare so it's fantastic to get this every week um, which is really good. And then finally, the communications training as well. So that's like leaders' gatherings, conferences, our weekend away, which is coming up as well. Um, yeah, so that gives you an idea. If you want to know more details, please come and you know, email me, talk to me. Happy to go through it in a bit more detail. Um, but yeah, just, I guess, keeping it fairly top line for now. So what's next? Um, I guess this is aligning what Steve said at the start in terms of strategy and, and what I said in terms of the numbers. Um, so what we want to invest in caring people. So you can see on the screen there, we have Matthew's full-time, which is great. Um, we have Vanessa, who's full-time. We've got Ola, who's come back part-time. Um, children's worker, who we now have from today. It's fantastic. Um, and then Steve coming on board as well. So if you look over two or three years, it's great to have more and more people involved with the church and being, you know, who are working for the church and paid by the church. That's growing, which is fantastic. And it, it bears the weight a bit more, you know, rather than you know, 
kind of rely more on Steve in the past where Steve's been doing so many jobs that actually the, the weight has been shared and you know we have so many great members who are working for the church so that's really encouraging for us and then the training and, and ministries which is the next point so things like interns and apprentices um, have been pretty good haven't they, Andrew so yeah they've done a good job as well recently um, and that's where we want to you know grow as well so we want to have two services in the future would be fantastic um, you know, as Steve mentioned, I think that's the next step. You know, everyone thinks church building, and you know, that is, I guess, a longer term strategy. It'd be great to have a church building, but that is very costly, and especially in Dublin, you'd probably be looking further out. So, two services makes more sense in a kind of shorter term and can reach more people that way. Um, and also, office space, you know, so people kind of currently working at home to have a space to come together and, and work together as a church is really important as well. So, that's what we're looking forward to, and Steve's mentioned the social justice as well um, going forward. So, so that's, I guess, the next steps in terms we want to go to as a church. So I'm not going to run through that, but it's kind of the, that was the big picture of what we talked about going into this year, about increased giving by 20%. We talked about the increase in expenditure, more having more staff on board, which is fantastic, and therefore we need more people um, to give to, to create that. So that's a little gap we have at the moment. Um, but yeah, we want to give 10% away um, and become a church planting church. So again, that's just stuff we've talked about in the past, and that's, that kind of ties into our vision. Um, it's a run-through. So I've gone through that pr- pretty quickly, um, but if anyone's got any questions for Evie, I'm happy to, to answer anything. <laughs>